And welcome to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures Podcast. I'm Tom. As always, I'm with my wonderful, intelligent, <laughs> extremely hardworking, gorgeous, uh, Disneyland loving wife and yeah, co-host, Michelle. I love Disneyland. Thank you, sweetie. Hi, everybody. We do love Disneyland. We miss Disneyland. Yeah. Good thing is we have somebody to tell us all about Disneyland on today's show. Mm-hmm. Excited, exciting, exciting to hear yes. about it. Thank you for joining us today. We are recording this episode on Saturday, July 1st, 2023. Woo-hoo. Well, most of it on July 1st. We recorded a piece of it a little bit earlier <laughs> in the week. Um, but this this portion you're listening to right now, Saturday, July 1st, 2023. Right. And the news items. That's true. And the episode is dropping on Sunday, July 2nd, 2023. A very happy and hopefully a safe 4th of July holiday for you and your family. Yeah, I hope you all have some, you know, some magic planned and have some good time, as Tom said, with family and friends. and safe. Yes. Yes, please be safe out there. This is a tricky holiday for many, many reasons. Yes. <laughs> so uh, take it easy out there. Be safe, be smart, and uh, have a wonderful, wonderful 4th of July holiday. Thank you for joining us today. In the future, you'll find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. Also, we are on social media. We're on Twitter for a little while longer, at Hyperion Podcast. <laughs> Facebook history. There's a weird thing going on today with, with Twitter. We're not going to get into it. But, uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. If you are on Facebook, come on over and join us for some good, positive Disney energy fun on our Hyperion Adventurers Facebook group. Also, we are on YouTube. We're at Hyperion Adventures Podcast there. And if you want to contact us for any reason, please hit us up at our Gmail account, Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, we love hearing from you. So in any of those forms or fashions, we just love the interaction with you all. For sure. That's that's it, it helps inspire this show is yeah. hearing from you, getting some interaction from you, whether it be on the social media platforms, whether it be through the Gmail account. We just love connecting with you all. It's really been a gift of doing this show for over five years now is kind of being able to get to know some of you very well and, you know, hearing what's going on in your lives and, you know, celebrating that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Now, before we get into this week's show, you know, we always like to take a look back at the week that was because, you know, we like to focus on the positivity. We, this is the Disney positivity podcast. Yeah. And so we're going to focus on the positive from positivity from each week. And we do it with the thing that's called my favorite thing from this week. And when we do this, we always start with Michelle because she's wonderful. All things great in the world, except for when she's trying to look through her microphone through her <laughs> eye, like it's a telescope. I don't know what was going on there. Just playing around. The more reason why we need to eventually get this show back on video, just so you can see fun things like that going on. No, no, no. <laughs> Edit that out. I'm not going to do that. Because that was fun and funny for me. Uh, well, as I was saying, we, we she has the, has the best research. She has the best lists. She does the best things you won't see ever on this show because they're not on camera right now. But she always has the best my favorite thing from this week. So, Michelle, what was your favorite thing from this week? Well, I really thought 
I was going to say my favorite thing of the week was actually being able to talk to some wonderful folks and recording our podcast episode on Disneyland. And that was great. That was awesome. But something else happened that just tweaked above it. And that was having date night with you, getting to go see Indiana Jones and, you know, having the fun together of, of experiencing that. Yeah. with you it was great yes we went and saw indiana jones in the dial of destiny last night at the local theater and uh, it was it was fun it was nostalgic fun mm -hmm. getting back um to indiana jones and that whole uh you know that world that's yes, you know that universe. yes uh, it was just fun getting back to it was it the best indiana jones movie no but it was pretty darn good and yeah. pretty darn fun. And it was exciting. And John Williams theme uh, back through it again. It's always know. inspiring. I loved it. Um, I hope you go out and see it if you haven't seen it already. I know that it's taking a little bit of a hit in the theaters, even though it's doing, I mean, it's not, not like it's not making money. It's not right. like people aren't seeing it, but maybe it's not, you know, the, you know, 250 million first week right. that you'll see from some movies. So hopefully it'll have some legs and you'll go check it out. If you didn't go see it at or already, or if you have gone and see it, you may want to go see it again. I've heard it's even better rewatching it. Yeah. I could kind of see that, you know, cause it, it's action packed film. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. uh, Harrison Ford back again. Yeah. Um, it was great. Uh, a little clunky, if you want to give my little review, a little clunky to the, like the first act. But I think once he hit the second act and definitely into the third act, mm -hmm. it was Indiana Jones again. It, yeah. was, it was back and it was good. Right, and right. I, 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 I really enjoyed it. So Agreed. very good. Uh, a couple of the things that are, are a couple of my favorite things from this week. Yes. Like Michelle mentioned, um, our guests today joining mm -hmm. us was fantastic. Yeah. And that is definitely one of my favorite things for this week. Uh, Secret Invasion. I'm joining. I'm enjoying that on Disney Plus, the new Marvel series, mm. focusing on uh, Nick Fury and a little espionage going on there. And it's really interesting to see a uh, Marvel um, Marvel show going on right now that we're yet to see superheroes kind of at least in their superhero getups. Unless right. you want to call Nick Fury a superhero, but you're not really seeing that yet. Yeah. So it's really a different kind of. It is a different kind of show. Right. Right. There are some spot appearances from some of the Avengers. But oh, like yeah. You no, said, they're there. Right. Not in their ta-da yeah. mode. Yeah. If you didn't know, you would you would forget that Rhodey is almost right. an Avenger there, you know, but he's shown up. Sorry if that's a spoiler for you. I apologize. Not just that he's there. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's it's been fun. It, I kind of, I look at it like this is probably not your kid's favorite Marvel mm -hmm. series that's mm -hmm. been out so far. Right. But it may be in a, a good adult one. It kind of reminds me of Andor a little bit for Star right. Wars in that, you know, yeah. it wasn't really made for kids. This is kind of more of the adult espionage intrigue right. type thing going on. Um, I, I find it fascinating. And there's four more episodes and I'm looking forward to see where it goes from there. Yeah, agreed. I, I've been enjoying it as well. And there's one more thing from Disney Plus that I have to sell because I thought it was surprisingly good or at least surprisingly <laughs> enjoyable. We watched this week Flamin' Hot. <laughs> Which I think it's on Hulu as well, on Hulu and Disney Plus, I believe. Yes. Um, and it's the story of the guy who created Flamin' Hot Cheetos. Right. And it was it was kind of good. Yeah. I kind of liked it. It's it was a cute it was, movie yeah, for sure. It was enjoyable. I had, I had fun. I mean, it was a little hokey and a little predictable. But, right. 
but I, I kind of, I just, I still it was an hour and a half and I just sat and watched and kind of got a kick out of it. Yeah, yeah. It definitely was a fun little film. It, you know, it's nothing like you're going to say, oh, wow, this is the best film ever. Right. But it's definitely a fun and easy watch. You know, yeah. kind of takes you away from the daily stuff. For sure. For sure. So uh, if you haven't checked it out, uh, check it out. Maybe see if you like it. I, I, I enjoyed it. I got a kick out of it. It yeah. was fun. We did get a My Favorite Thing from this week from one of our listeners. This came in from Scott, Minnesota. He said, my favorite thing this week was coming home, not to a DVC resort, literally my home. I just spent the last two weeks in Eastern Pennsylvania at a training. The bad news, laundry. Lots and lots of laundry. But if I wait until Sunday to do it, I'll have a new High Period Adventures podcast episode to listen to. So I've got that going for me, which is nice. Very nice. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Scott. Appreciate it. Yeah. Let's move on to this week's show. I've got, well, a few things for you this week. Maybe not as much as some weeks. It wasn't really a big Disney news story yeah, week, right. but I do have a couple things for you. And I'm going to start with several all-time favorite Disney films are going to be soon returning to the big screen. We'll tell you about that and which ones and when you can watch them. And if you're a Disney Vacation Club member and always wanted the chance to draw alongside an amazing artist and Disney historian, well, we've got some good news for you. We'll tell you about that too. But that's later. Let's go ahead and get to our happiest place on earth main topic of the week. So this is exciting. You know, Michelle, we talked about it during our five-year anniversary mm -hmm. episode that, you know, moving closer to Walt Disney World's great. We get to visit all the time. We've got to do some fun things yeah. there. But man, Disneyland used to be our home. Like, we were there regularly. And oh, now I know. we don't get to go very often. They have all this new stuff we haven't been able to experience. It's been tough, right? It has been t tough. And like you said, it's got all this new exciting things happening and... We're missing it. <laughs> well, the good news is, is that we have some wonderful, wonderful friends yeah. of ours, Hyperion Adventurers, who have been with us for a long, long time. Some of the most supportive Hyperion Adventurers we have. Yes. Who happen to live on the West Coast, visit Disneyland fairly regularly. I think we can make them our Disneyland correspondents. Definitely, definitely. We can all live vicariously through them and we're anxious to hear all about their trip and what's going on at Disneyland. So we're talking about Jonathan, Camille, and Lorelai, the Cotton family who recently went on a trip to Disneyland. They're here to tell us all about it. Guys, welcome back to the Hyperion Adventures podcast. Woohoo! Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's great to be back on. Uh, well, we're honored that you, you're taking time out to join us and to talk our favorite subjects. So this is all cool. And it is great to see you all again. Mm -hmm, for sure. Always great to see you too. Thanks. Thanks. So you just got back. What was it about a week ago from your recent trip to, to Disneyland? Yeah, I think just about about a week or so. Yeah, yeah that went fast. I was going to say, no, it's just been a couple of days. But yeah, it's... <laughs> You're still trying to survive the post-Disney blues? Is that the yeah. issue? Yeah. yeah. 
So tell us a little bit about the trip in general before we get into specifics. Tell us a little bit about, you know, how long it was, where you stayed, you know, how many parks you visited. I guess there's only two parks, but how often yeah. did you visit the parks? Yeah, so it was um, five full days in the park with oh. a sixth day for breakfast. Nice. Um, we have magic keys, so it didn't really matter if we just popped in for a couple of hours. Nice. Um, but the first day was definitely the longest. Our flight got updated. We always catch the early flight, um, but they changed the departure time to 6 a.m. Mm -hmm. So we were up at about, I think, 3, 3 a.m. Yeah. Um, and we were on the ground in Anaheim just after 8. And we were in the parks um, well before 10 a.m. And we stayed till I think, 9 or something that night. So day one was a long day for sure. Yeah, that is a, and that's for a those who, Yeah, for those who don't know, we have a six-year-old. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. She was a trooper. Um, this time we were just staying at, um, was it the... Spring Hill Suites. Spring Hill Suites, oh, hey. just above this CVS there down right. the road from land. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. We know exactly and you where that is. check in at a Marriott. We have a Marriott card and put business expenses on there. So we get some free nights. And nice. a lot of time they'll have our room ready early, but our room wasn't ready till pretty late. And so we would have gone back and taken a little break, but mm -hmm. we took a break somewhere else instead in the park that day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Interesting. interesting. I want to hear about where they yeah. took this break in the park. <laughs> it was a little sneaky there. There was this little place that we took a break. Maybe, you know, about, maybe a little exclusive. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, as usual, when we got to the parks, I think was our first ride Pirates or something? Yes. It's usually Pirates, like mm -hmm. almost every time. Pirates. Pirates is Lorelai's favorite ride. Jonathan's favorite ride. We love going on it. I love it too. Right. Um, it's up there for me. So we hit Pirates. I don't even remember what else we did. Yeah, we just kind of went with what was available, Was what wasn't too long. We always kind of come in with a list of things that we want to hit over the course of our trip, but we try to have some touch points, but remain flexible in between. So Yeah, did and you... we have the disability pass with Lorelai too, oh, so we right. pre-schedule a couple of things and, you know, hit them if we can, or if not, we don't worry about it and right. see what we can do that'll make her happy. That's right. I was I was just going to ask if you did Genie Plus, but I forgot. Yeah, yeah, you don't even need to do Genie Plus because you basically have that with the DOS. Right. Um, yeah. So. How were the crowds? Were Was it uh, a fairly busy time? Talking slow. So we went down on Thursday the 15th. Um, school, her last day of school was the 15th. They, they had a couple extra days get added on for um, snow days. So mm. we weren't originally skipping the last day of school, but <laughs> that's how it happened. And Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, like some of the lowest crowds we've seen in a, wow. a long in time. In years. So wow. long. We were wow. shocked. And then Monday was Juneteenth and boom, there all the crowds were. Yeah. So really the opposite of what you'd expect. Wow. It was the perfect little window, I think, where school is just ending for some people. Magic key holders that are local, they're blacked out from the park or blocked out. The bottom oh. two tiers had yeah. bl uh, started blacking up for the summer a few days before that. So we oh, wow. just hit it where a lot of locals couldn't come. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, enough people around the country probably weren't out of school yet. So right. if we were going to go again in June, that we would hit that same window. That was ideal. It was nice. so great. Nice. nice. Good to know. And yeah. good for a good tip for anybody who's <laughs> looking for a time for next year, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. So that, um, we 
I don't know if we got some food somewhere fun that day. Uh, Magic Key Terrace was oh, okay. our, our one reservation. I'm going out of day. order then. So we probably got some mobile order food somewhere. And then we took a little break instead of going back to the hotel at the DVC Lounge. Ooh, the brand uh, new DVC Lounge just opened not that long ago. And uh, it's in Tomorrowland, right? Uh, kind of up above, um, what is it? Uh, why can't I think of the name of it? Uh, the, the Star, Star Wars... Launch Bay, I think Launch it's called. Bay. Thank you. I don't know why I was yeah. blanking on it, but yeah. It's right where you go to meet Darth Vader, but instead of turning to go see Darth Vader, they send you up these stairs instead. And there's an upstairs area um, that's kind of tucked away. And it, they have it. I mean, you, here, why don't you describe it? You're a little better at describing it. Oh, sure. Um, speaking of Darth Vader, though, when we left <laughs> one day, as we walked out, he was just walked out and kind of was interacting with people leaving the the DVC lounge, because I don't think he had a line. So kind oh, of wow. surprised us there as we were leaving. Um, but yeah, it's interesting compared to the one in Epcot that's very, you know, big windows, very bright, very open. Right. Um, this one has much more of a low lighting. So kind of that space vibe, um, mm. kind of dark Tomorrowland feeling. There's no windows, but the artwork on the walls, um, very much a, a picture of what Tomorrowland Tomorrowland would have looked like back in the probably 50s, 60s. There's some artwork of what they envisioned Epcot to be like in the future. Um, But the biggest takeaways is it's low lighting, it's quiet, and it's air conditioned. (laughs) Uh, And that was worth so much to us. And they they do have a leg up on the Epcot lounge in that um, they have those soda machines, you know, where you can mm-hmm. get any soda or sparkling water and they have a little snack of the day, but they also have an espresso machine. Mm. It's a self-serve one where wow. you can pick, you know, a mocha or a latte or an Americano or whatever. Wow. It's not great. The coffee's not super awesome, but it's still really cool. Right. And private bathrooms. <gasps> yes. Nice. That's another yeah. leg up over the yeah. Epcot <laughs> right. DVC lounge. They tell you right before you go in. Be sure you go before because there's no restrooms up there. So, yeah. yeah, that's great. Yeah, well, we've been up there before, when it wasn't the lounge, but they just had like merchandise right. up there and some other things mm-hmm. for a while. Um, but uh, yeah, I can't wait to experience that. I, yeah. Ever since they announced it, I was thinking, man, it's so good that we finally have a DVC lounge within a Disneyland park. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, you know, the artwork that we have seen, you know, the pictures, well, first the concept art and then the pictures really do have that kind of a cool space vibe that, uh, you know, kind of sci-fi-ish. That Yeah, mm-hmm. it's kind of got that like mid-century modern retro space vibe going to right. it. It's a really space. And, you know, I was really actually a little worried leading up to it that it'd be super busy because it's new and lots mm-hmm. of people would be trying to get in. It was not very busy at all. We went a couple wow. of times and we had no problem. Like there's all comfy seating there pretty much. It's just lots of loungy chairs and couches and nice. great areas. And you could always find a spot. Was it similar to the Epcot lounge in that you check in ahead of time and they, if there's availability, they let you go up or could you just show your card and go up there? They just had to show our card and sent us up. Hmm. Wow. Nice. nice. I'm sure if it had been really busy, they would have said we yeah. needed to come back later. But we we never had an issue. And and that was probably a function of the crowds being yes. low when we were That's there. True. Sure. I'd be sure. curious to see how it is when the crowds are busier. 
And I always wonder about what the ratio of guests to Disneyland that are DVC members are compared to Walt Disney World. I always feel like it's higher at Walt Disney World just because you have many more options to use your DVC points there. So I kind of figured that's why it's a little more difficult to get into that lounge. But I don't know. That's a yeah, good point. I would absolutely agree with that. But Lorelai loved it. They had um, just regular kids chairs and couches, but they also had these little like pods, uh, a couple of them that were chairs. And she curled up in that, watched some Mickey Mouse cartoons nice. and just got to decompress for an hour and then was ready to go hit the parks again. And that was great. That was a, a game changer for the day. Yeah. Yeah. Say, I'm sure that was a lifesaver, especially on that long a day, um, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. What was the, what were the temperatures like? Was it was it warm? Was it it was upper mid, mid to, to upper 80s oh, or 70s. No, no, no. Oh, it was supposed to be mid to upper 80s and then it dropped down. Yeah, it was mid 70s to low 80s. So wow. it was great. Yeah, yeah. That's, about, that's about perfect. Yeah, for you couldn't yeah. ask for better yeah. than that. Yeah. <laughs> we got lucky. Well, speaking of DVC, um, and we're on that topic. What about um, Moonlight Magic? Is there anything you can tell us about that? So we went to the Moonlight Magic Night in January mm-hmm. when um, we were on our last trip, and that was in California Adventure. And that was, you know, we the only other after hours event we'd been to was Boogie Boogie Bash in California Adventure. Mm-hmm. So it operated similarly in that you would go check in at the Blue Sky Cellars, and you got your little welcome packet. And this time they included some vouchers for mm-hmm. food. So every person got $30 on a, a voucher that nice. you could scan any of the booths. I think uh, one of the food festivals was happening. Which one was that? Uh, Lunar New Year. Oh, Lunar New Year. And you could use it at all the Lunar New Year Mm -hmm. booths. They let you use it on literally anything that was not alcohol. There were people buying um, souvenir popcorn Popcorn buckets. buckets. (laughs) Wow. But we really hit up the Lunar New Year booths because it's a little bit more expensive, smaller portions. Sure. They're fun to try, but if someone just hands you, you know, Lorelai wasn't really eating. So we had 90 bucks between the three of us just to go have at it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, how fun. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it wasn't quite on the level of Oogie Boogie Bash in terms mm-hmm. of just how spectacular it was, but we were blown away. I mean, we obviously, DVC is not cheap, right. um, but being there, it felt like it was the place to be. They had um, a DJ going in one section mm-hmm. and Powerline came out. Um, there was a lot of, it was Max Powerline, not Powerline, um, right. but a lot of characters you don't normally get to meet during the day. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike Wazowski, we saw the Aristocats, which Whoa, I, wow. I really I've wanted seen to them, yeah. a picture, but um, you know, hey, they were there. So it felt special. The big thing at the time was World of Color had just come out and that was hard to get into. And they had their oh, own yeah. private showing of World of Color for DVC and members. And it was earlier in the night. It was at 7.30 instead oh, of wow. 9 o'clock. So we didn't have to try to keep Lorelai up late. <laughs> right. World of Color. So it was just the perfect opportunity for us to see it with low crowds, um, early time. Lorelai got to like stay up, was awake and mm-hmm. not cranky for all of this. <laughs> <laughs> Fabulous. Wow. We felt like royalty. It was the combination of enough people there that it really felt like a fun, exciting environment, mm-hmm. but low enough crowds to where you could walk onto anything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they had everything running. The A lot of the Avengers were out at Avengers Campus. Um, just a lot of fun one-on-ones where you didn't have to wait a long time. It felt quality. Um, and it was just surprising given that it was a completely free event for, I mean, free in quotations. <laughs> right. Uh, free event for DVC members. So we really felt like we felt special on that. We, yeah, it really did feel special. And, you know, it felt like there was just 
hardly any crowds around. So we really, you know, at one point in the night, we were walking through Avengers campus and nobody was there because they were all, you know, probably waiting in line to see special characters. We didn't, oh, right. the only one I waited in line for was Powerline Max. Um, yeah. <laughs> Don't blame you. But um, we were just walking through there and there were, you know, Captain America's walking by, Lorelai's like in her Captain America outfit. Oh. They, he's like, hey, you want to walk around? And they just walked around and chatted for a long time in Avengers nice. Campus because nobody was there, you know? Oh, yeah. It just felt special. Oh, very cool. So let's talk about Captain America, both of them and Lorelai. Like there is something going on there. Like they, they there are now three Captain Americas with Lorelai, Sam, and the original. Um, it, it's pretty amazing. And it always is adorable. I cannot believe yeah. the pictures and the videos you always put out there on social media. I'm telling you what, at the end of this trip, I was telling Jonathan, Lorelai loves meeting characters. She's at this age where in the last year, she's really gotten into it. And she loves getting her autographs mm. and just gets super excited. But there is something special about every interaction she has with Captain America. I don't know what it is, but like, it's like he knows that she's like the number one fan and there's just this connection between them and it makes me tear up every time oh, I watch yeah. them interact. It's just so sweet. And for the first time she did get to meet Sam this trip and he was just as enamored with her as Aww. Steve is. And it, he, he saw her dress. She was happened to be wearing the dress when we saw him and he's like, you got to go show Steve your outfit. It's <laughs> 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 so but, great. You know, you, yeah, you, you got to follow them on social media and yes. see some of these. I oh mean, Lorelai, his interactions with, especially, I mean, with regular, there, there are many characters I've seen her interact with, but there's just something, like you said, something special yeah, about what they got up. going on with Captain mm -hmm. America. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He truly is a yeah. superhero to her. And yeah. I think she is to them, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's like, she feels like, you know, she's, she knows him. So every time she sees him, right. it's like, oh Yeah. That's my Captain America. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's so cute. It is so cute. So you were talking a little bit, obviously flashing back to a world of color for uh, Moonlight mm -hmm. Magic, mm -hmm. but there is a brand new world of color going on uh, at Disneyland at Disney California Adventure Park right now. Um, did you get to check it out? And uh, if so, uh, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah. So that was actually the the brand new world of color. Was it, is it called world of color 100? I think it's just world or of color one. one. World of mm -hmm. color one. So they were premiering that. I think they had just released it that mm -hmm. week. Oh, okay, cool. We were at DVC, or Moonlight Magic. Um, so we got to see that. Okay. And for me, that was the best world of color I've seen. Mm, really? Yeah. It was so cool. I don't want to spoil anything for sure. anyone, but they had a lot of different characters and um, montages from more unusual things. Um, a couple examples, Soul, Ratatouille. Mm -hmm. Nice. And then the coolest oh, thing wow. was they really incorporated Marvel and Star Wars into mm. it too. Oh, nice. So it had like everything Disney in it. And it just it was so emotional. It just felt like you could just feel it goosebumps, you know, yeah. when you're watching. So good. Yeah. yeah. One of the that things was... that really stood out to me was how cohesive it was, given that they were going across so many um, parts of their intellectual property, jumping from Marvel to Star Wars to Pixar to, to Disney. Um, and it really worked together. The other piece, too, is um, really created an emotional connection. I mean, Camille said it gave her goosebumps. Um, mm -hmm. I was holding Lorelai, so obviously feeling more emotional. But, like, I teared up during it. Sure. And they did a great job, even with Marvel, something that's a little bit more action-packed, exciting, which it did feel epic. Like, you have these 
giant plumes of water that are, you know, shooting up in the air with Marvel music playing. It feels very exciting and overwhelming, but they also had ways of making Marvel connect with you emotionally. And there's, you know, parts from those films that they would put in that uh, really, I think, created an emotional connection, not just visually stunning, but cohesively bringing together, um, I would say more than any of the other shows, trying to showcase as much of the breadth of the Disney properties as possible. That's great. Wow, that's great. Yeah. Wow. Looking yeah. forward to seeing that. Hopefully it's still around when we get out there next January. Right, but. yeah. Well, considering that and going on that that trend, what about um, some of the other things with that have rolled out this year as part of the uh, 100 Years of Wonder? Like I know they have the, the new parade over at Disneyland. Absolutely. So probably the number one thing that stood out to the with the parade for me was the floats. Normally, I enjoy them, but those are a means of showing me the characters, and that's what I'm there to see. Mm -hmm. But to me, it was vice versa for this. The floats were just absolutely stunning. Um, And maybe this has been incorporated in previous parades, and I just wasn't paying attention. But the um, just gorgeous foliage on a lot of the floats. Um, There was a Frozen 2 float, very distinctly Frozen 2, and the leaves on that were just breathtaking. Or they had um, cocoa, which again, you know, in the movie you have those orange leaves as their, um, yes, and those were just overwhelming. Or Princess and the Frog, they had these Mm -hmm. gorgeous vines, and I was drawn to all of that. And I was like, oh, and there's characters too. That's great. I'm going to wave to you, and this is fun. Uh, But the floats were just visually stunning, and then the music was a lot of fun. Oh, and that's what I want to say. That song is a bop. Like, it's so good. Oh, <laughs> we wow. were singing that over and over after that parade. It is spectacular. Add it to your Spotify playlist if you haven't heard <laughs> it already. Nice. <laughs> it's so yeah. funny because that parade originally debuted like we were out there like the same day it originally debuted. We went to Disney California Adventure Park to kind of do a soft opening of food and wine. And we're like, yeah, we'll do that. We don't need to go see the parade. It'll be showing here when we come back in a few weeks. It'll be fine. No. And then COVID happened like yeah, I think that was two weeks fall. afterward. In that. February. And yeah. that parade went away for the longest time. Uh, we're talking about Magic Happens. Um, I believe that's the one, the, the parade you saw, right? Um, mm-hmm. And But we heard so many great things about it. Like, it's amazing. It's fantastic. It's one of the best parades, Disney daytime parades Disney's done in a while. So we were really excited about it, but uh, so glad that it's back and so glad that you got to experience it for sure. Us too. Mm -hmm. So uh, there's another new show, a new nighttime spectacular, Wondrous Journeys. I've heard great things about that show. Did you get to check? Excuse me. Did you get to check that out? And what were your thoughts on that? If you did? Yeah. Do you want to kick that off? Yeah. So we always roll the dice on fireworks shows. We wait until the last night because we have to keep our kid up late, but then you know, Oh, if a show is going to get canceled with winds or whatever. Sure. Luckily, it didn't get canceled this time. We got to see it. We've um, not been so lucky other times, but <laughs> it was so much fun. We got a great spot in the middle of Main Street. Um, we just showed up like, I don't know, 15 minutes before. It's about 20 minutes before, 20 minutes before. Yeah. but very towards the, the front of Main Street. Yeah, toward okay. the front of Main Street, just standing in the middle. It was easy to get a spot. Um, and this was on, was this Monday night? Yeah, that was the And that was a really crowded day. So oh, wow. we did not need to wait a long time to get a great viewing point. Um, you could see all the projections down the sides on Main Street, and you got a good view of the castle in front of you and the fireworks. Um, it was a lot of fun. I loved the incorporation of kind of the classic, the old 
it really took you through a journey of, you know, where Disney started, it started with these sketches and kind of incorporating those classics. And, and then it really went through, again, kind of like the World of Color show, a bunch of different um, characters and movies and some that you would not normally see. I remember Treasure Planet popped up at one yep. point. Really? Uh, like you never see anything with Treasure right. Planet. Like so random, right? They had, I wanted to mention this for Tom, they had this great medley of I Want songs, which included Humpback. So um, if you get a chance to see it, I think you're going to love it. Right. Um, And then they had two really cool flyovers. I missed the first one personally. I don't know if you saw the first one, but we saw the second one. I'll let you talk about them. Um, And again, not to spoil it, but uh, the Blue Fairy and Baymax, those were both just we've never seen them flying above the mm-hmm. castle. And that was a lot of fun. It felt special, it felt different. Um, I think the thing that stood out to me the most was the quality of the projections. They've been mm-hmm. doing a great job yes. over the years, but this just felt like artwork on the castle. Whereas before it's really felt supportive, it's fun. But even the sketches at the beginning, yeah. the level of detail up on the castle and then down Main Street as well, Right. I mean, it was just really impressive where we've been seeing it for the last few fireworks shows, but they just up to the bar ever so slightly that it just, yeah, I'm saying just a lot, made you feel that magic just a, a skosh more, if you will. And the funny thing is about fireworks shows anymore, I don't really pay attention much to the fireworks, which is kind of silly to say. There's so much going on right. and there's so much to your attention, especially when you're not right in front of the castle when you're farther back like we are you really get, you feel like you're surrounded more by the visuals and the music. And then the fireworks are sort of in the background, but the experience is still really intense and really beautiful too. Yeah, that's, I think one thing that we've noticed compared to Walt Disney World, that Disneyland giving you that immersive feeling by having all those amazing projections, really much better even, I I would think that that I see at Disney World and and having that like you're you're a part of the show. You're really feeling it because it's it's definitely surrounding you. Well, especially on those. I mean, because you just mentioned it. There's those nights that the winds will whip up and you can't have the fireworks or there's just nights where they just don't even bother. They just do the projections and the music and everything. So those have to be really top notch at Disneyland to be able to carry that show. Whereas it's so rare at Walt Disney World that they will, will cancel any part of it. So. Um, but yeah, they've always been in, much more impressive at Disneyland. But we also talked about this about Happily Ever After is that Disney does such a great job with their nighttime spectaculars of capturing whether it be, yes, the projections, but the music, the, the, the story, the way it ties together. And then you throw in the fireworks as well. And it's just you, you can actually I, 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 the one thing I don't think you can take out is the sound. You, you could take away the projections. You could take away the fireworks and it would you know, one or the other, and it'd still be okay. But man, the way they can tell a story with, with music and um, narration and everything else is so impressive in these nighttime spectaculars. And it sounds like they accomplished that again with wondrous journeys. Totally agree. They really took you on a journey, (laughs) wondrous journey (laughs) (laughs) with, with the songs and the way that they told that story and just how they wove things together that you would just never have thought to put together was really, really fun and cool to see. How interesting. It, It reminded me a bit of Disneyland forever 
definitely a distinct fireworks show. Right. But Mickey's Mixed Magic, I enjoyed it, but that really felt like a big dance party on Main right. Street. Mm-hmm. It was fun, but this one took you back to hitting you right in the gut with the feels mm-hmm. of all the dim- Disney memories and magic. Wow. So yeah, cool. So cool. It. Yeah. Um, so I guess we'd like to hear a little bit more about um, some of your other experiences. I know that they've recently this year reimagined Mickey's Toontown. Did you get to check that out? And what were your thoughts? Yeah, when we went in January, most of Toontown was still closed. They had just only opened it up for Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, right. which we got enough to go on. But this time, everything was opened up and we got to see all of the new Toontown. And I have to admit, Toontown's my least favorite section mm-hmm. of the park. Um, I actually forgot it was there the first couple of days that we were there. And I felt like my cousins joined us partway through the trip. And they're like, are we going to go on that ride? I was like, oh, yeah, we should try to do that. Um, So I'm glad they remembered it and reminded me of that. Because when we went, it was a lot more interesting. Right. Um, They have, you know, they have some food options now. They have, I think, like Daisy's Cafe and a couple other places where you can get some snacks and some drinks. Uh, They have this great play area that, you know, there's slides and climbing and all kinds of stuff for the kids to run around. So it really feels like a space that kids can just be free to be kids and not have to be waiting in line or, you know, standing in one spot or sitting and waiting. Um, We can really just get out there. That was cool to see. And I think it it operated that way before, Um, even (laughs) if it wasn't supposed to. There's places for kids climbing mm-hmm. um and it always felt a little bit chaotic which is why i think i tended to avoid it right. fast but it felt so much more functional um i think walking through it in the past a lot of it just felt like paintings on a wall that you couldn't really go interact with mm-hmm. whereas now the space is much more interactive a little bit more immersive um and i even noticed walking through Mickey's house. There were still people there having a good time, but when that's one of the only things that a kid can do to walk through, it always felt crowded and overwhelming. And I think because kids were able to spread out and actually had things that they could go do, um, yeah, it made some of those other spaces feel a little bit less chaotic. So I liked it a lot more. Um, I would probably go more in the morning when it's a little cooler, maybe once you hit rope drop for a bit. We were there right as it was starting to become the hottest part of the day. Mm, and yes. it felt like, oh, there's no protection. There's no shade. <laughs> oh, there's no shade? Oh, yeah. not really, no. There's a few spots. There's some tables with umbrellas, but overall, like those play areas are just wide open. So oh. you're standing, yeah, you're standing in the sun. So we were starting to cook after a little bit. It sure. was great. Lorelai had a blast. And then it was, all right, kiddo, let's, let's get <laughs> yeah, out of here. Move along. <laughs> It does look like they have, um, the colors are popping more than what they had in the past. We noticed that too. Like, I, I don't know how they did the facelift, but whatever mm-hmm. it was, it really felt like, I think my cousin said, is that the sky or is that like painted up there? Because the, like they really extended it up mm, and it wow. just it felt like this mix between surreal and real. And you're like, I don't know what's real and what's not anymore. And wow. it was, it was cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you did get to do Mickey Minnie's Runaway Railway, both you said in January and this time. Did you, have, did you get to do it at Walt Disney World as well? Yes, okay. we did. Uh, are there many differences or are they pretty much the same? I think they're the same. I think there's a couple of uh, sequence order changes. Um, I couldn't even tell you what they are mm-hmm. off the top of my head, but it's almost the identical ride. But 
it's fantastic. Um, I'm sure you've been on it in Disney World, but it's the same trackless technology as Ratatouille mm -hmm. and Rise of the Resistance. And it's just a very, very quality ride. Mm -hmm. A lot of fun. Yeah, it's one of our favorites for yeah. sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so what else? I mean, uh, did you get to check out anything else new for the first time? I mean, it, it, there's been some changes. There's been some additions. Was there anything else you can think of that you, you did that you maybe haven't experienced before? Or maybe somebody who hasn't been there in a while hasn't experienced before? Yeah. So one thing we got to do that we've never done before is Father's Day in Disneyland. Oh. I was scouring the internet, social media, and Plan Disney and trying to find out if they did anything special for Father's Day. The literal only thing I could find was a donut. <laughs> like one thing for Father's Day. I thought, at least we'll see Goofy and Max around. Nope, nothing. But Aww. it was still fun to be there on Father's Day. We made it like your kind of traditional dad stuff that we did. And Jonathan can talk about what we did that day. Well, I didn't want to hold everybody hostage to my my dad whims for the day, but I did have a few key things that I wanted. So we all went and Camille's cousins had never done, I think, any of, any these. of this. Stuff, yeah. uh, so we went and saw great moments with Mr. Lincoln, uh, because that feels like something that every dad wants to, to take their family to. Yeah. Uh, followed by a show at the Golden Horseshoe. And we were over in Walt's box. Um, which they haven't brought back the full shows yet, uh, but they still had a piano player come out that really had great energy, played a lot of fun songs and still engaged the crowd. And I think captured the spirit of the Golden Horseshoe, even though it wasn't the full show where they're bringing people on stage. Mm -hmm. um, so we got a dessert, enjoyed that. And it felt like just a real nice connection to old Disneyland, um, something Walt would have enjoyed, a place where he had been. Right. And then we went over to the the shooting gallery and did the rifles just because <laughs> that also felt like it. It's yeah, it's fun for us because we love the Golden Horseshoe. It's one of our favorite things to do, and it's been closed since COVID. And yeah. this is the first time that we've been back that it's the shows have been running again. So it just felt like a treat, not only to see a show, but to happen to like he wasn't even there when we went and got a seat. I was looking around. They have fewer tables now on the bottom. And I noticed that one of those boxes next to the stage, no one was sitting at the table. And I was like, oh, let's go sit there. That looks cool. And Jonathan knew this, he'd have told me after, but partway through the show, the piano player said to us, hey, you're sitting in the Waltz box. And we're like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. Wow. I was going to ask if it was just the luck of the draw or if you yeah. did something or <laughs> impressed yeah. somebody to invite you into Waltz box. No <laughs> one was sitting there. It was so odd. Wow. Well, I don't think a lot of people were, you know, lined up for hours to to go uh -huh. watch the piano at the Golden Horseshoe. Well, I think that I was would. more of a special thing for us. <laughs> Were there um, any food, new foods, offerings that you tried out or treats or anything like that? I feel like on, on this trip, we the last two trips especially, we've really done a lot more cold brews, um, which maybe we're just discovering them more or they're, I, I feel like they're offering a lot more seasonal options where they get creative. Right. But that was definitely a part of our trip was going around and, and trying to find the various cold brews. Yes. Um, I especially love the cold brews and my cousin's husband too, like super big coffee guy. So before the trip, we're like texting each other. Oh, look at this. I saw this on Instagram. This is a cold brew here. Let's go try it. Um, so we got to do that and it was a lot of fun. You know, our tried and true favorite is the cold brew at Docking Day 7 with the sweet cream and the cocoa puffs on top. Right. That's always there, which is great. My favorite one so far that I've tried was available like part of the time we were there. One day I tried to get it. It wasn't even available because they ran out of the ingredients, but it's the s'mores cold brew at the cappuccino cart in California Adventure. 
So if you like cold brew and you like s'mores, it was so good. (laughs) That sounds really good. (laughs) I wanted one immediately after drinking the first one. Wow. I did not get but I wanted one. <laughs> wow, very cool. Were you seeing some of the, um, since you're talking about that area, were you seeing some of the changes now that are yes. coming on board in that what was the Pacific Wharf area? Yeah, they still have that wharf area sort of partially, you know, covered up, you know, where usually Max and Goofy are fishing. Right. That area, they've um, updated the images on the front to be a little bit more San Francisco. Mm-hmm. You can see little things here and there. It's I think they're just doing it piecemeal because they don't want to close the whole thing down. Right. Well, so there wasn't a ton that I could tell, but if you were paying attention, it doesn't feel very different. But if you're paying attention, you can see, oh yeah, that has different words on it. And it's like, it looks like it's from Big Hero 6 instead. Right. right. Yeah. And parts were walled off too, that yeah. you just couldn't see what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe it'll it'll feel even more like San Francisco yeah. when they're done. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it was always already. I mean, it, it should be an easy conversion because it was already a very San Francisco Wharf type feel to yeah. it to begin with. That's what they initially wanted. So you know, adding those that Tokyo flair, that San Francisco flair, um, shouldn't be too difficult. But you know, the artwork looks spectacular. Right. I'm very right. excited right. to see how that turns out. Speaking of seeing how something turns out, I don't know if you got to go over there, but did you happen to, as DVC members, maybe take a little journey over to the Disneyland Hotel to see how the villas are coming along by any chance? We did. Uh, we, we snuck over there, and the new tower looks gorgeous. Yeah. Um, I know we've told you that we were planning on buying there for years, mm-hmm. and then a week before it went on sale, we ended up getting um, a resale Grand Cal contract. Oh, darn. Uh, with- I know. <laughs> But when we got to the Disneyland Hotel, I turned to Camille and I just said, if we had bought here, I would not have felt like we missed out in any way, shape or form. Like I even had a little bit of fear of missing out. I was like, oh, maybe I can get another. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> no. no more points right now. Yeah, I know. I know. We're, we're like that too. <laughs> Until the next thing comes along. We're I like, know, well, I maybe. Know. Yeah, they're converting <laughs> the, um, the Fort Wilderness cabins out here to become yes. DVC cabins. And it's like, you might need those. <laughs> I know. It is Tom, uh, Scott's favorite location to vacation over at Disney World is those cabins. So yeah, but we're excited to go uh, stay at the villas. We have our our was it three nights booked for right. January mm-hmm. that we're going to be staying there and awesome. with our Run Disney race yeah. and everything. We so we'll be garden. in the perfect location. And yeah, we've got with the garden tower. No, we have the preferred oh, have view. Preferred view, right? Preferred view. Yeah. So waitlist for the garden. balcony. Yeah. They have the balcony, so yeah. Nice. We wanted to be. We were on top of that like day one when they opened, when we could get in there and actually purchase. Where our and yeah, we're both booked. on the phone. And <laughs> how many minutes does yours say? To us? Uh, but yeah, we're very excited. So so fun! I can't wait to hear about it. So, is there anything else we're missing? Are there any really fun experiences that you did? And I mean, what what was maybe the top thing that you did while you were there? You want me to go? Yeah, you can go. I don't know that I'm going to call this my top thing, but I will say one of my growing things that I've been looking forward to more and more on trips that I think is becoming a mainstay of our experience is ending an evening in California Adventure and Avengers Campus. Mm-hmm. We used to always end the evening at the Sonoma Terrace. Right. Still love doing that. Um, that is a go-to spot. But what we found is Avengers Campus starts to kind of get a little less busy in the evening. 
the sun goes down, the lights come on. It takes on a whole new personality. Mm-hmm. We'll grab a drink over at Pim's, maybe a snack for Lorelai. And there's this long cement bench right in front of um, Avengers headquarters. And we'll just park it there for like 30 minutes to an hour. It's maybe even longer now. Usually, I would say an hour to an hour and a half. Yeah, <laughs> like, it, just... it started off smaller, yeah. but now we just like to, to kind of hang out there. And not only is it just a really fun environment to where it doesn't feel very crowded, um, and of course the Avengers music is playing, it feels sure. epic, but the number of characters who just come passing through and the number of times where we've had them just walk up to us or we're walking by and get to have kind of oh, a wow. candid interaction or Lorelai gets to walk around with them before a big line forms. Um, it just feels a little bit more organic and less, okay, I need to wait in this 30 person line for a very rushed picture. I mean, they take their time, but you feel the pressure of people behind you trying to get through the line. And that's become one of, I think, our favorite ways to end an evening. It is so much fun with a a kid who loves meeting characters and who's super big into Marvel and Avengers. Just, you know, she'll like it's the evening, it's late, so she'll hang out on her tablet for a little bit. But then as soon as she spots a character, she throws those headphones off, grabs her autograph book and like runs over and has some great one on one time with them. She'll she'll meet like four or five characters in an evening that way. And it's just so much fun. Well, I've said it all the time. I mean, you know, the one thing about Avengers Campus that I think that people, especially over here on the East Coast, that don't get that kind of experience. I mean, people can talk all you want about the attractions, whether they're their greatest attractions, whether they're not. I like them there. I think that they're a lot of fun. But man, there is nothing like the character interaction that you get at Avengers Campus. If you're a Marvel fan, I mean, it is... It is top notch. It is it is some of the most fun you will have in any Disney park. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the environment. I mean, it's funny because before they converted it, thinking that was space was so small, but it doesn't necessarily feel small. But it it feels like you're you're really a part of something. You know, like. Going in there, you just, I, to me, I get the goosebumps every time I go in there. It's so fun. And then it's fun, like, you know, when you're just sitting there and they've got that area, not even just walking around down on the ground, but that area up above on the building where the characters mm-hmm. will come out at the mm-hmm. railing and interact with you from up there, too. So you have so many different ways of interacting with characters there. Yeah. Along with the scheduled shows that they have and everything else, too. Yes, so, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But, but I yeah. think if you're in a hurry, it's easy to miss the mm-hmm. magic of, campus you can walk from one end to the other very quickly right there's two attractions and you can say well i did it it's over but if you really have time just to sit and allow stuff to happen i think that's where that that environment really excels right plus time to check out the little nuances there's so many little details that are spread out throughout that space while you're there that if you really look Mm -hmm. around you'll find them yeah and even how fun the food is at pim's kitchen Mm -hmm. and it's just so unique that you don't have that experience anywhere else yeah so that disney trip is wrapped up i'm sure you got the disney blues going right now but there has to be another Disney trip on the horizon. What do you guys have planned for the near future? So I'm going in September with uh, my best friend from childhood. Um, he has not been since I took him in middle school. Um, wow. So he's very excited to, yeah, he's very excited to go back and re-experience it. So guys trip in September, we're doing a family trip in October. Um, hoping to see y'all in November when we go to Disney World. And then also Disneyland in January again. So we're uh, we're just packing them in. We're spending a lot of our lives this year in (laughs) Disney Park. (laughs) 
There are worse places to yeah. be, that's for sure. That's yeah. for sure. So Well, we hope great. the January time frame works out too, that maybe we'll be synced up. You think we're missing by like a couple of days? <laughs> yeah. Tom and I checked and it was just off. Yeah. yeah, it's like we're there like one weekend and they're there like the next week after we've gone or something. It's like it was just so close yet so far away. But hopefully November when you guys yeah. are out here, we can find a yes. time. We'll be to out connect. for it so we can figure something out. Even yeah. if it's just to go someplace and, and, and grab a cocktail or whatever. Or a cold just, brew. Or a cold brew, yes. <laughs> I can compare cold brews from coast to coast. That's <laughs> right, that's right. There it is. Yeah, and, and out here they have some, uh, and they might have it at Disneyland also, but they have some special for like pass holders or DVC members mm-hmm. and things like that at times. So yeah, very cool. Yeah. So, uh, well, thanks so much again for joining us yeah. on the show. I mean, we're, we've been missing Disneyland greatly and I can't say that this has helped our missing of Disneyland very much, but it's so good to hear about all the wonderful things that they have going on out there. And we're very excited to get to experience them the next time we get out to the West coast. Did you have a tip that you oh, want to share? Yes. Before we say goodbye, goodbye. I was, um, I was wanting to share a tip that I have that I've been holding in my back pocket for a while, but it's something that I discovered when we were in Disney world. And this is relevant for, well, I would say parents of kids, but also adults who are kids at heart who might like bubble wands. Mm -hmm. Um, So our daughter loves bubble wands. And I have a couple of tips around this. One we learned the hard way is that sometimes a bubble wand has a, a, the way the switch flicks, one way it gets the bubbles out, the other way it has like the lights on, but no bubbles coming out. And if you're tucking it under a stroller or putting it in a backpack, that switch can get flicked to lights turning on, which means your batteries are going. Oh, wow. And you might be in the parks on an evening and your kid really wants a bubble wand and your batteries die. Oh, no. Uh, and the only way to change the batteries is if you have a tiny screwdriver <laughs> and backup batteries with you. So I now pack with me on every trip a mini screwdriver and extra battery <laughs> nice. to have with a bubble wand Smart. because they do come handy. So <laughs> tip for parents of kids with bubble wands. Um, I did discover this trip to Disneyland that you're not supposed to bring those little screwdrivers into the parks. So maybe leave it at your hotel. <laughs> <laughs> for the first time, I think I brought this into the parks like 30 times. And for the first time, one of the security oh, officers wow. was not happy with me for bringing it. So um, don't bring it to the parks, but bring it in your hotel room so that you can change it in your hotel room. And then the other tip I have with bubble wands is the first time we got a bubble wand, we brought it home, ran out of bubbles, tried some different bubble solutions from around here. None of them work quite like the ones at Disney do. Oh. So when you're at Disneyland, buy a bunch of backup bubbles. They're $2 <laughs> for a little container. Right. Bring them home with you. That way you have some bubbles and your kid isn't sad. Because they don't gunk up the machinery inside the oh. bubble wand like other bubbles. They're just the right consistency. So mm. there's my Love very it. important Love it. Camille's tip. Yeah, rivaling Michelle's <laughs> tips. Know, is the it's best awesome. tips for sure. Yeah, definitely top notch. <laughs> we good. have a bubble. We have the the Star Wars one. We do. We have the Tie Fighter bubble. Yeah. Right now we there. know to go stock <laughs> I <up>. know. <laughs> And bring a little screwdriver and batteries. Because <laughs> we have run out of the bubble stuff. So. <laughs> Great tip. Love yes. it. Love it. Well, Thank Camille, you. Jonathan, thanks again for joining the show. And yeah. again, um, just 
so excited to hear that Disneyland's fantastic, as it always has been. No surprise, but it's just right. exciting. And just love hearing your experiences. I mean, it's one thing reading what's new out there and everything, but getting from you what it really means and putting that heart into that story. We love it. Mm-hmm. For sure. For well, sure. thank you for letting us share it with you. Oh, awesome. Always love coming on, getting a yeah. chat with y'all. Thank you for uh, taking the time out of your yes. day to join us. We really appreciate it. Uh, uh, and if you ever want to follow them on social media, they're both great follows. Mm-hmm. And Camille has a really, really fun business that uh, you may be interested in as well. If you like to do a little Disney bounding, uh, can you all share where they can find you on social media? And Camille, especially where they can uh, interact with you and get some of your great merchandise? <laughs> well, thank you, Tom. <laughs> um, I Yes, I make Disney bounding outfits, mostly for kids, but also have some adult items too. My shop name is Castle Bound and Down. And it's a play on my personal Instagram, which is Disney Bound, because, you know, Disney Bounding, Disney Bound and Down. Right. Um, down is for Down Syndrome. So a portion of the proceeds go to support our local Down Syndrome network. And um, you can find me on Etsy. You can find me on Instagram. Just look for Castle Bound and Down. Nice. And I am Vinyl and Disney. Um, and I have a lot of stuff around Vinyl and Disney. Yeah, <laughs> I know. We're very jealous. It's like, ugh, do we get into that? Another <laughs> another hobby? Another expensive hobby. <laughs> yes. So how many how many records do you have now? Do you, do you I know I think last time you you had an estimate. You don't really know, but uh, I haven't checked lately. I've slowed down a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, DVC points do <laughs> that. <laughs> but I think, you know, somewhere probably pushing 600 or so, wow. something like that. Wow. A lot of these were hand-me-downs and gifts from other people who cleared out collections. So we didn't buy all of them just so everyone doesn't think we um, have spent millions of dollars on buying records. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's been a long time collecting too. Yes, some of those go back to high school for me. And, and definitely go check out some of Camille's stuff because I mean, talk about stunning, stunning outfits right. or yes, for kids, but also some for adults as well. Um, just, just wonderful yeah. stuff. You'll really want to check it out yeah. if you have any interest in, in Disney bounding at all. Yeah. I mean, your skill level is just unbelievable and the quality of your products is, is really impressive. So thank you both. You're so sweet. Oh, well, thanks again for coming on the show, talking about all about Disneyland. We always appreciate and love our conversations with you and, Um, We just cannot wait, um, hopefully, to connect with you in November. But just even if we that doesn't that falls through, just to follow along with all your adventures to Disneyland, Walt Disney World, wherever the next Disney adventure takes you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Jonathan, uh, have fun and safe travels in your your upcoming trip in September. Thank you. Love chatting with you too. a lot of fun man i love the cotton family jonathan camille lorelei they are just such wonderful wonderful people yeah they really are they're really warm wonderful folks just love knowing them and being able to talk with them yeah and uh to hear their insight and what's going on in disneyland especially when we can't get there yeah um, it's just so cool. And it just cool. makes me just so much more ready to get back to Disneyland yeah. as soon as we can. Unfortunately, as soon as we can is until January. But 
I just can't wait to get back there because they just have so many cool things going on. Uh, Rogers the Musical yeah, debuted um, this week. Unfortunately, the Cottons missed that and looks like they're going to miss it um, throughout it. But I've heard good things about that, too. People are loving it. Yeah. And so, I so hope they extend that. I know. I know. Like, like we said, it can't just be for the summer. That seems like too short a time. Yeah. Too short a time. A lot time. of writing, planning, rehearsing, yeah. et cetera, for just a brief time. Yeah. Come on, Disney. We know you're always listening. Yeah. Keep it going. <laughs> Keep on going until we get to At least Disneyland. Marvel Days at Sea. <laughs> or bring it to Marvel Days at Sea. Or both. Yes. Bit of both. Bit of both. Bit of both. By the way, if this intrigued you and you're thinking about getting a trip to Disneyland on your docket, well, I can't think of a better way to do it than going with our favorite certified Disney vacation planner, Nate, with Main Street and more travel. Right, Michelle? Oh, absolutely. You know, like we always say, he is out there doing a lot of traveling. He has firsthand knowledge and he's just a really warm, special person as well. So, you know, he's definitely somebody you can connect with to help you plan your trip to Disney or wherever. For sure. He's been to Disneyland several times. He knows all about it. If, if you've never been there, it, it can't hurt to have somebody who has some experience to get you through it. Also, I mean, the same goes for Walt Disney World. It seems like he practically lives at Walt Disney yeah. World. He's been on Disney Cruise Line. And, you know, he can even help you out if you decide, well, you know, those are all nice. I go to Disney parks all the time. You know, I think I'm going to take a vacation somewhere else in the world. Well, guess what? Nate can help you with that as well. Yeah, absolutely. And it's really like you get specialized concierge service without paying anything extra because he gets paid by Disney. So he gets that and doesn't charge you for his right. service. Exactly. You pay whatever you would pay. If you were to go and spend hours, you know, going around the internet and trying to find the best price right. and the right spot and everything, you will pay the same price to him as that, all that online without all that work. That's because he makes his money through Disney and through other travel companies out there that he books through. Oh, absolutely. You actually may even be able to save some money because he can let you know of some deals that maybe you didn't know about or you didn't see or, you know, so could be cost saving. Yeah. He's always on the ball with that, checking all that, all that stuff. So he'll know if anything comes available and believe me, he'll let you know as well. So if you're interested, go to distripsandmore.com and fill out the form there. Right, Michelle? Absolutely. And then be sure once he contacts you to let him know that Tom and Michelle sent you. That's right. That's Nate with Main Street and More Travel. Great guy and a fantastic certified Disney vacation planner. Now, let's go ahead and get to our Disney stories of the week. I do have just a couple for you this week. It was rather a slow news week for whatever reason, but these are very interesting. I'm going to start with several all-time favorite Disney films are returning to the big screen. Which ones and when can you watch them? Do tell. I'll tell you right now. This is from usatoday.com. They said as part of its 100-year celebration, Disney is putting some of its most beloved films back in the theaters. Starting this week with Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl, Disney will then re-release eight of its beloved, most beloved films through the end of October at select movie theaters. So here is the list and the dates of when you can see them. And again, when one starts this very week, that's Pirates of the Caribbean, per Curse of the Black Pearl. That'll be back in theaters from July 7th through the 20th. 
If you haven't seen that in the theaters, you should. Yeah, that's a it's, great one. It's great. The it's the best, in my opinion, of the Pirates of the Caribbean yes. movies. And it's so fun. I remember we when we got to check it out. I think we actually watched it in Hawaii the first time. When we yeah, I think you're right. Like <laughs> yeah. Of all things to do. We're like, I know. We have some time between our hotel and our flight. Let's go see a movie. <laughs> and we loved it. Pirates yes. of the Caribbean. It was great. Uh, from July 21st through August 3rd, the original Toy Story back in theaters Ooh. that's exciting but let's get real here here's the one we're really excited yeah. about are we hashtag real men love frozen <laughs> hashtag real men love frozen august 4th because it'll be in theaters through august from august 4th through the 17th if you get a chance and you haven't seen this in the theaters and if you can find one that does it in 3D, yeah. it's amazing yeah. in 3D. The Check 3D it out in 3D. Really crazy. Yeah. Really for sure. impressive, yes. Uh, we may be in the theater seeing that one. <laughs> or maybe just me. <laughs> next is... Uh, I'll from... go with you. <laughs> oh, thanks. You just want to sit next to me. No. <laughs> uh, from August 18th through the 31st, Beauty and the Beast, the animated, is back in theaters. Nice. From September 1st through the 14th, it's The Incredibles in theaters, the cool. original. Yeah. Cool, cool. Another one that you're really going to want to see in a theater if you haven't. It hasn't been that long, but maybe you didn't see it in the theater for whatever reason, or maybe you just, you just need to go back. Coco is back in the theaters from September 15th through the 28th. That movie is stunning yes. on the big screen. Yeah, for sure. it really is. It's very immersive mm-hmm. feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Also stunning, The Lion King, which will be in theaters from September 29th through October 12th. And they finish it all up with Moana from October 13th through the 26th, right up to that, of course, 100-year anniversary of the Walt Disney Company. Yeah, very cool. I'm glad they're doing that because there are some films that people have never had an opportunity to see in the theater and, you know, some beloved ones that, you know, maybe, like you said, you did see it in the theaters and you want to see it again. Yeah. It's been a long time or maybe your kids have never seen it in the theater. They've probably watched it on Disney plus, but they've never seen it in an actual theater. Um, This is their chance. And that's, that's great. You know, very cool. Limited runs. Um, They're, they're advertising it to go through fandango.com to go ahead and, and get your tickets. Um, I'm sure there's other ways as well, but that's how Disney is is advertising it through. So you can find out what locations right. you can uh, purchase it straight through there. So, uh, Moving on, one more story for you. If you're a Disney Vacation Club member and always wanted a chance to draw alongside an amazing artist and Disney historian who we've been lucky enough to see do some presentations, by the way, mm-hmm. we have good news for you. Uh, This from a Disney Vacation Club email we received this week. They said, learn to sketch from a member favorite Disney historian, Stacia Martin. Nice. Yes. Creating your own works of art inspired by the stories brought to life at the villas at Disneyland Hotel. That's so cool. We actually own a piece of her artwork, Mm -hmm. uh, that a drawing she did when we were on a Disney cruise ship and she was one of the guest speakers who she's amazing. And she's got a great history with the Disney company, but her artistry is, is superb. Yeah. When we were on that cruise, it was a, it was our transatlantic cruise. I want to say, um, it was a long cruise. I'm pretty sure it was the transatlantic one. And we were on there for Michelle's birthday, by the way, during Mm -hmm. that cruise. And I know that she would there, she put on presentations of Disney history and then every once in a while she would draw and she would, um, you know, if you were in the 
if you answered the right question or if you were in the right seat, she would give you one of those pieces of one of those drawings she right. did. And I nearly asked her, I'm like, well, my wife's birthday is coming up. You know, is there anything we could do for her or whatever? But I never did. And she even said that, you know, I don't do that anyways, because it's just not, I get too many requests, which I totally understand. Yes. But as it happened, we lucked into winning that day. And right. so we had that and had her personalize it for Michelle's birthday. Yeah, it's the beast. It's the beast, which it's, is very fitting because yeah. I want it. <laughs> But then you gave it to me. So what are you saying there? I'm the beast. You're the beauty. <laughs> so you need your beast. Anyway, so, back back to the story. Sorry yes. about that. Uh, this complimentary Made for Members experience is offered to eligible Disney Vacation Club members and their guests during this interactive event. You will be welcomed with light refreshments and enjoy a presentation by a Disney Vacation Club Preview Center cast member. Cast member will tell you the story of the art behind the villas at Disneyland Hotel, illuminating the tower's deep connections to the legacy of Walt Disney Animation Studios. Then you'll get the chance to sketch alongside Disney historian Stacia Martin. Uh, Disney Vacation Club guides will be available for any questions after the event. So refreshments, history, yeah. sketching. That sounds fun. It's complimentary, by the way. Yeah, that's sweet. Yeah. Uh, there are limited event dates for this. You'll probably want to book it as soon as you possibly can. If you were thinking about doing this, uh, they are, the event dates are July 20th, 24th, August 17th, 21st, 24th, and 28th. They take about two hours. They say they're about there from 2 PM to 4 PM. You will have to re register ahead of time. I mean, you could go there the day of and check and see if there's any availability, yeah, probably but not. <laughs> I would suggest registering ahead of time. And you can register for yourself as a member and up to four additional guests per membership. Um, again, it's you can only do it once during that time so they're not clogging it up. Right. But it's very limited. It will be pretty popular, I have a feeling. Uh, so you want to check this out. If you want to register, go to uh, give members DVC member services a call, 800-800-9800. Again, 800-800-9800. But I wish we were going to be out there to do that because I would totally jump on that if yeah. we were out there during that time. That sounds like a lot of fun. I know. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That would be wonderful. And one of those perks of being a Disney Vacation Club member. You spend a lot of money to be a Disney Vacation Club member, but they give you some nice perks. Oh, Just yeah. like the Cottons mentioned earlier with Moonlight Magic. Right. This is another one that's cool. Yeah, yeah. And we've done multiple Moonlight Magics. Yeah, and, and they're always yeah. fun. Yeah. Always fun. So that's it for the Disney Stories of the Week. However, we never leave you without giving you some sort of tip that might help you on your next vacation. And when we do this... Well, we always start with Michelle because she's wonderful, <laughs> awesome, all things great in the world. You know, she does the best research. She has the best lists, but she definitely has the very best tips. So let's get to it. Here's Michelle's tip of the week. My tip's not going to be quite as special and great as Camille's, but, and I'm actually glomming off of one of your tips. Oh boy. I know. So I hope I'm not ruining your plans Maybe. for today. We'll see. <laughs> So it has to do with hydration. Yes. <laughs> well, combo for this tip. Okay. But my what I was going to, you know, go into saying about this is not just the importance of hydration, because right now, um, especially if you're going to any of the parks this summer here in Orlando, it is hot. It's like the feels like 111. In a couple of days. Yeah, I was going to say it's going to be feeling up into high into the triple digits right. not just uh, yeah. you know breaking 100 yeah. right and so one of the things is you really need to hydrate before 
at least the day before you need to, you know, get your hydration, you know, so you're not already starting your trip into the parks a little bit on the, the low side of hydration. So that's, you know, the, the one thing. And the other part of this tip is to remember, you really need to make sure you're taking care of your skin with sunscreen. And it's best to apply that before you actually hit going out into the sun. And I know that's sometimes hard, especially if you're driving to the park and everything. But if possible, it's really much better to put it on and to keep reapplying because it doesn't it doesn't last for a long time. And right now, the way the they're even explaining to us how the weather is, is, you know, if without sunscreen, 10 minutes and you'll start to burn. So you definitely want to have that protection on and keep reapplying. And if you're Michelle, it's already burning. You're not even out in the sun. <laughs> I know. You're already burning. <laughs> I, I burned so easy. Yes. Very light so skin. easy. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, a ditto. <laughs> yeah, that's my tip. But uh, I agree with you. Um, hydrate before, during, after. You On days like this, even if it's just in the 80s, you still want to be sure. Even if it's just normal temperature, right. hydration is a fantastic thing. Yes. And it really will help you get through your days and it'll help everybody's energy level and everything else. Mm -hmm. um, it, please do it um, and, and, and do it regularly. There are easy ways to get water. One, bring your own if you can. Uh, that's the easiest thing, bring your own. But even if you run out or you run into issues or whatever, remember at every quick service where they have fountain drinks there, all you need to do is just ask for a glass of ice water, uh, a cup of ice water. They will give it to you. Complimentary. They want to make sure you stay hydrated as well. You know. So. Right. But yeah, I have a funny story about asking for water. I must have looked dehydrated the last time I went to ask for a glass of ice water at one of the quick service because she looked at me and she goes, you want a tall glass? <laughs> and she gave me a jumbo glass of ice Good. water. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I must have looked a little worn, but, and it's hard. It's hard when you're in the parks to remember. Especially, right. You, you get know, caught up in doing everything. In, right. And if you have kids, that's even more so you got to remember to keep them hydrated and, and not just for your health and everything. That's important. But it's also a way to help you have a better experience at the park, because once you start getting dehydrated and if you're there for several days and it continues to get worse, you just don't like Tom said, you don't have the energy level. You're just not as cheerful. Yeah, there's, there's so many issues going with dehydration, including illness and, and the likelihood that you'll walk away. You know, we all hear about and we've experienced it ourselves. You know, you, you go on a Disney vacation and you come back and you immediately get sick afterwards, a flu or whatever else. Um, a lot of that, a lot of times that's because your, your, your immunity levels have dropped and sometimes that, and being dehydrated right. helps elevate that chance for sure. So it, there's just many yeah. reasons why it's good for you to stay hydrated. Now I know we, we, we say this all the time, or especially me, I say it all the time, <laughs> but I just feel it's so very, very important for everybody in generally in life, but definitely when you're at a theme park. Yeah. But if you do end up finding yourself really getting overheated and having, you know, some symptoms of that, be sure to go to one of the, uh, the first aid areas because they're amazing and they will help get you back on your feet. Yeah. Uh, they'll take care of you and you, you don't want to get into an emergency situation, right. anything that's really bad because that can happen and ruin as your well. trip <laughs> and really ruin your trip. Yeah, for sure. See Michelle's tip, always the best tip. <laughs> 
it's it's our tip. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for this week's show. Next week, I well, I didn't know what we were going to do next week until we watched Indiana Jones and the <laughs> Dial of Destiny. And that theme kicked in and I said, you know what? We need another music episode. And you know what kind of music we need? We need Johnny's music. So next week, I thinking five favorite John Williams themes. Ooh, what do you think, Michelle? I like it. I thought there was something on the calendar, but okay, this is I like this the best. Mm-hmm. I just think after hearing that Indiana Jones theme kick in because it is so iconic, I'm like, you know what? We need to do it. Now, some of these might branch out of Disney, yeah, but I think we all can agree they're, mu- they're movies we love. It's music we love. Right. It's a composer that's amazing. Yeah. I think this is going to be a lot of fun and we'd love to hear your five favorites as well. Yeah, definitely. Let us know. Yeah. So I think that's what we're doing next week and Perfect. I think that will be Fun and triumphant. I like it. I like how you can mix things up on the fly like that. I love it. As for today's show, we appreciate that you join us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. Also, we're on social media. We're on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. If you are on Facebook, come on over and join us for some good, positive Disney energy fun on our Hyperion Adventures Facebook group. Also, we're on YouTube. You can find us there at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. And if you want to contact us for any reason, please hit us up at our Gmail account, Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. If you haven't subscribed to our newsletter, we do have a weekly newsletter. That's the, that's the, the extent of it. We don't send a bunch of emails to you. And it does give some news stories that are... Above and beyond some of the ones that Tom talks about. Well, here. of course it's above and beyond well, because be- it's Michelle's no. news stories. <laughs> so, you know, they're like way above and no, beyond. Actually, they're usually littler ones. Or if there's a contest going on, like a sweepstakes or something, we, we always want to get that information out too as well. But uh, you can go to our website, Hyperion Adventures Podcast dot com and you'll right away get a prompt to sign up a hundred different ways to sign up yeah, if you done that yet uh and the other thing that i always like to remind people is we love our community to grow so please be sure to invite people that you know into our facebook group as well as to listen to the show yes uh just telling a friend is the best way to get the word out that this show exists that there's a disney positivity podcast that people might want to listen to Great. for sure so That's it. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures podcast. We look forward to sharing some time with you again next week. Until that time, I'm Tom. I'm Michelle. And we hope that you have a magical week.